Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have as our extra special guest, Wendy and I, Certified Athletic Administrator, the Director of Athletics at Timpview High School, broadcasting to us from the great state of Hawaii. Aloha, Wendy. Aloha, Hutch. Thank you very much. Let's have you begin by telling us where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, etc. Uh, I grew up here on the North Shore of Hawaii, Laie, Hawaii. Um, and for those who are familiar with the area or are not unfamiliar with the area, it's near the BYU-Hawaii campus and the Laie-Hawaii Temple. Um, I grew up in this community, went to Kahuku High School, mm-hmm. and um, and then left the island and went to Cal State Fullerton. Uh, played basketball at Cal State Fullerton, graduated, um, and started my career in education. When did you graduate from Cal State? Oh, goodness, 1991. Okay. A long time ago, yeah. And yeah. so let's talk for a moment, maybe a little bit different there on the North Shore. They may not have as many youth sport activities as, let's say, you have here in the Salt Lake or, or Utah Valley. But I assume there was some of that available to you. Were you able to play much youth sports on the island or did you have to go to Honolulu? How did that work? Uh, you know, we played in the community. We played at the local park. We played in our backyards. Um, I was obviously I gravitated to basketball. I grew up with five older brothers and one older sister. And um you know, our lives revolved around sports and they were, my brothers were football, basketball players. My sister was a volleyball basketball player. So we all had basketball in common. Um, we didn't have organized youth sports here on the North shore of during that time. And eventually as I got older, um, there was a group of teenagers. Uh, we would, once we got our license, we would drive ourselves and, and, you know, enroll ourselves into tournaments in Honolulu um, but there was nothing organized for us here on this side and like I said we would throw a team together jump in a car you know go play in the city I like it that's fascinating you have five yeah. brothers now I should know this but maybe the rest of our listeners don't know I, I'm assuming maybe one of your older brothers is Robert and I yes yeah the Robert famous is football my- coach yeah. Yeah. Robert, um, he's at NC state now. Uh-huh. He's one of, he's one of five older brothers. Yes. Okay. And they all, uh, had a BYU connection there. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, my Some parents, yeah, well, my parents met at BYU and so okay. we kind of, we kind of grew up in a BYU household. Um, and they did, you know, my old, I had three older brothers that played at BYU and, 
you know, but when the grandkids came along, they all gravitated to University of Utah. <laughs> so okay. we are we are not a home divided. We we uh we just cheer wherever the wherever the kids are at. So um yeah. But yeah, That's they kind of they kind of got their start. My brothers got their start at, at BYU. Robert definitely got his start at BYU as a player first. Yeah. So let's talk about you graduated Cal State Fuller. How long have you been in education? You know, I, I've been in education, goodness, since uh, since before 2000. So if I were to count up the years, it's it's been over 25 years. I don't know. What is that? 30 years? It's been a long time. Um, but my 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 route. In, oh, what is that? Hutch, you're going to. Well, no, I, I'm just saying what. So to you graduated Cal State Florida to 91. You're in education in the late 90s. What about yeah. those mid nineties? What were you during doing during those years? Well, I was kind of, I was kind of getting a feel for, you know, what exactly I wanted to do. You know, I was dabbling in coaching. I wasn't totally committed. I was, um, I served an LDS mission to New York city. Um, mm -hmm. after I finished my education, I didn't want to disrupt my playing, my plane, my collegiate plane days. Um, I explored the opportunity to plane overseas. Um, I, I represented, uh, I played in two um, international tournaments representing Samoa. I'm from Hawaii, but I'm of Samoan ancestry. Uh -huh. And so I represented uh, Samoa in, in two international tournaments as a player and then a player coach. Um, and I did some traveling. You know, I didn't, I didn't really commit right away. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go the education route. And then I was so hooked on coaching once I got into it and then I got committed um, and I stuck with it, you know, I, and I loved it. And, and then education definitely became my route. Let me ask you a follow-up. I would, I'm fascinated that, uh, not fascinated that you went on a mission, but fascinated that you got called to New York City. So I, where, where in New York City, uh, there's some pretty tough spots in New York. Did you get sent yeah. there? Did they leave the sisters away from there? How did that work? Uh, I served, well, yeah. Well, first of all, when I got my call, I loved it. You know, I'm an island girl, grew up on the mm -hmm. island. Um, I, I went to school in California, and so that was, you know, that was a little different and yet, but there was still the ocean and um, a lot of diversity there. Um, being called to New York City was um, uh, not not necessarily, you know, it was just a, a blessing for me. It was a big city, a lot of diversity, still surrounded by water, uh, which mm -hmm. I loved. And um, I mean, talk about worldwide um, reach. So instead of going to you know, various parts of the world, literally in one city, the world came to you. Um, and so, you know, I loved it. You know, here in Hawaii, we speak broken English, like we grew mm -hmm. up and, and you know, there's a, an element of, you have mixed cultures coming together and everyone's trying to speak English. And so you have an element of, you know, you have to, you have to be able to roll with that. And, and so in New York City, that broken English came in handy. I was able to communicate with everyone. I, I was, I was uh, assigned to speak English, but mm -hmm. I, I dabbled in every every language you could imagine in New York City. 
So they just sent you Brooklyn, Bronx. Did you get up to Harlem? Um, I was in, Manhattan? I started out in um, Hempstead, which is a part of Queens or Long right. Island, Hempstead, Long mm -hmm. Island, and then went right into Jamaica, Queens. And Jamaica, Queens is a pretty rough area. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, gosh, where did I go? I was on Staten Island. I ended up in Manhattan. I served in Manhattan in Harlem, Spanish Harlem. Um, which was not open to sister missionaries at the time. And so they assigned my companion and I, I had a companion who was six one from Georgia and mm -hmm. they allowed us to open uh, Spanish Harlem for sisters. So, and so that I, must've been at, interesting. It, it was uh, two uh, more adult women with, with some size. I, I imagine people yeah. didn't mess with you. No, not at all. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a blast. It was uh, it was a fun time. That's excellent. Let's let's go back and talk for a minute about the mentors and the leaders you had okay. in, that made a difference in your life and share with us some of those. Well, for sure, um, my parents. Um, my father was a high school football coach and very education driven. You know, he he grew up here on the North Shore, mm -hmm. and the only way um, the opportunities that came his way were to play football and to, to find an opportunity to go to college and get an education. And so he raised us the same way. And so my dad was definitely a mentor. He died at a young age, but the impact that he had on us um, was, was very deep. And so we all kind of, most of us gravitated to education and all of us um, dabbled in coaching, all, all, all of my siblings and I. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and then I, my high, I had a high school coach who was a Golden Glove boxer, and he was uh, this large giant of a Hawaiian man, um, just very thorough. You know, made sure you did things right, and and I would consider him uh, a very impactful mentor in my life. And as I got older, um, I had some great mentors and. Yeah, I started my teaching career in California. I went back to kind of where I went to college in Southern Cal. And I worked mm -hmm. under the mentorship. I worked under, as a, as a high school coach, I worked with uh, Wendell Yoshida. And Wendell Yoshida was a girls basketball coach and, and a very good, um, very good at what he did and an educator. And I learned a lot from him. I took what I learned from him and kind of made it my own. Um, and just along the way, just people who have, who have helped me grow and develop. Uh, there's just so many, it's hard to mention everyone, but those are some key people that kind of helped me choose my path and stick to it. Another one was, um, at BYU Hawaii here. I was, you know, I eventually, I was in high school education and then I took the leap and went into, um, collegiate coaching mm -hmm. and Ken Wag. Ken Wagner here at BYU Hawaii opened the door for me and he was a men's basketball coach as well as the athletic director. And he was an important figure in my life and, and, and stepping into that world. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Let me ask you a little bit of a personal question that some of my guests like, and some of my guests don't like, what's the biggest failure or disappointment in your life? And what did you learn from it? You know, I've read that question and that's a hard one. And I think, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of one 
um, one event that was just disastrous that that made me really think about what I was doing and what I wanted to do. Um, but I think along the way, there have been many failures in my life. Um, and I think, I think some of the things that I really had to learn from was, you know, I think as every, every one of us who's, who are involved in athletics, um, there's a part of, there's competitiveness in us. And I think along the way that, um, you know, mismanaging relationships is probably, um, work relationships is probably something that I learned a lot from and thinking, you know, maybe thinking that, you know, what's best and not really involving and and having a more inclusive mindset is probably, um, the hardest lessons that I've learned. And now that I'm older, I think that I value those work relationships a lot more than I did when I was younger, thinking that I knew it all. (laughs) And so (laughs) we um, all think that yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, I've learned that, um, you know, building relationships and, and, and honoring those relationships, you know, you learn a lot from those. Otherwise you're going to learn a hard lesson of, of, um, you know, stepping on people's toes and, and then maybe regretting something a little later in life, um, about mismanaging those work relationships. And, and I did, you know, I think those are probably the biggest downfalls that I've had. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Let's go back now. If I heard you correctly, you started your teaching career, at least in high school, in the Southern Cal, obviously went to Hawaii, tried collegiate coaching. So I need a little bit of background of from where you went there to you're at Tempview and now you became the athletic director at Tempview. Yeah. So, you know, I probably spent um, a little over 10 years in high school sports coaching. And I was, uh, I'm certified as a special education teacher, K through 12. Mm -hmm. I'm also certified um, in social studies, seven through 12. And so I really thought, you know, once I got involved and once I committed myself to coaching, that that was going to be my path. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to be in the high school arena. And, um, and I loved it. And I felt I was relatively good at it, um, at coaching in high school. And I I ran a successful program. Um, So that started in California. And then I came back to Hawaii. And and continued. And when my brother took the job at, um, at BYU, Robert did. Okay. He said, he said, Hey, Tempe high school is looking for a girls basketball coach. And not many people know this, but for one year, I took a job at Tempe high school many years ago. Um, I think it was 2005 and I coached girls basketball and I taught, um, social studies. Then BYU Hawaii, came calling and they said, we're starting a division two women's basketball program. And we would like you to run that program. And so I, you know, as a coach, you kind of think, Oh, this is a great opportunity an opportunity that I never thought would come my way. I really wasn't pursuing coaching collegiate um, sure. basketball, but. Um, well, particularly since it's right around the corner from where you grew up. Yeah. And so I couldn't pass it up. 
and so I came back to Hawaii just a short year after Tipview. Um, and I, I wasn't planning on coming back. I purchased a home in Utah and I was just going to, you know, um, make that home for me. Um, and I came back because I didn't want to pass up that opportunity. And so I tried my hand at collegiate coaching and I stayed in it for 10 years. Um, and I, I ended up at Provo working with uh, Jeff Judkins as his director of ops. And so, and then I, I ended up back in Hawaii at the University of Hawaii. Um, and I realized that, you know, this all happened later in my later in my career because I had already been coaching high school um, and teaching in high school. And I realized that, you know, the college game was much faster. It was a much faster pace. And I, as an, as an older collegiate coach, because usually you start right out of, right out mm -hmm. of uh, your playing days. I, um, I kind of gravitated just toward the administrative side. I enjoyed the administrative side. I enjoyed the logistics of making sure, um, you know, we, the head coach had everything they needed. We were in a, in a good, um, logistically situation. And, um, so I kind of enjoyed that. And I realized that I just started to gravitate more and more toward administration and dealing with the administrative side of, um, you know, higher education, um, mm -hmm. sitting in the meetings with ADs and, and working things out, um, from that perspective, I really enjoyed that. And so again, um, I had one year as a, uh, so my life took a turn. I know it's gets Anyway, my life took a turn. Um, I was back in Hawaii working at the university of Hawaii. My mother took ill. And so I decided to, um, care for her mm -hmm. and until she passed. And so that required that I resign. We tried to work it out. And as you know, collegiate sports, it's just, you travel too much. My head coach, right. Laura Beeman, Laura Beeman, who's still at the University of Hawaii, was amazing um, with me during that time. She wanted to, you know, keep me working at the University of Hawaii. But if you know, the University of Hawaii is in Honolulu, Laia, where my mother was, is uh, it's an hour away. And it was, it was just something that was a bit too stressful. We tried it for a little while. Um, so I opted um, to resign from the University of Hawaii to care for my mother. And so I had to go to the local high school and say, hey, I need a job. Um, I'm back in the community. I'm taking care of my mom. And I need to, um, I need some employment. And so here I was, you know, 10 years after I had left high school, now I was, I was back in high school. Um, I tried to stay out of athletics. And after a few years, I um, found myself with an opportunity to be an assistant well, not an assistant, a co-athletic director here at Kahuku High School um, and, and found that I enjoyed it. It's a lot of work, but I enjoyed it a lot. Well, that's that's fascinating. Let me ask you a follow-up. I had no idea that you uh, were acquainted with Juddy and that you worked with him. Oh, yeah. Juddy went to school with my, uh, with my wife, uh, grade school, junior high and high school. And my okay. goodness, I'll, I bet I worked Juddy's camp from probably 1980 until at least the uh, the mid 2000s I bring my uh, when I was the girls basketball coach in the 80s at Jordan 
I'd bring my girls up to his camp. And then, of course, I worked it for years and years after that. So, boy, it's a small world. Yeah, small world. I was his director of ops from 2010 to 2013. Oh, that's awesome. Because, as, yeah. well, Juddie's, I think, the most uh, successful women's basketball coach they've had down at BYU. Yes. Oh, Juddie's so, amazing. I learned yeah. a lot from him. Yeah. Let's talk for a minute about the job of athletic director and how it has changed. Well, you first became an AD in Kahuku and, and then became an AD at Timpview. So how has it changed since you first started? Well, I would say that, um, you know, I, I feel like my time as an athletic director has been very short in comparison to many others that many of my colleagues in Utah, um, because I've done so many things prior to that, that being an mm -hmm. athletic director in, an high, in a high school setting um, has only been five years going on six yeah. years. And so I feel like I'm still learning. I feel like I still have a lot to learn. Um, how it's changed, I think, you know, there's that, the liability piece that is always, you know, looming in the background. You got to make sure you do things <laughs> right. Make sure you get all the right permissions. Make sure, you know, our kids are traveling and they're safe. Um, and, um, you know, make sure the facilities are safe. And so there's always that, that um, idea of liability that I never, I honestly never had to think about or um, consider before. Um, last year we had a, we had a little incident when literally our kids were warming up and one of the rims at our basket just felt, fell off the backboard. Oh, wow. I, I never in my life, and I've been around basketball for a very, very long time. I have never seen that happen. And it made me think, you know, thankfully no one got hurt, but something as little as making sure all the bolts are tightened um, yeah. be became real. It became a reality um, to make sure that, you know, we know that we're taught. Um, we have, you know, workshops that say, make sure your facilities are good working order. Everything's a safe place. But literally, I didn't realize, I mean, that became so real um, in a short amount of time. And then to get that hoop back up so that we could continue the game. And so um, that's something I've learned that you got to really pay attention to detail because of the aspect of liability. Very good. I want you to speak to being a female athletic director in Utah at a large school. Now, I know we have more females than we used to have, but we still don't have a great number of them. And so I want you to talk about, has it been tough? Uh, have people treated you right? Or, or sometimes they say, well, you're a female, you don't know. I'm, I'm interested in your point of view on this. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, I've had I've had a mix of both. I, I have people who under, who know my background and, and so they don't question decisions or they don't question methods. Um, and then there are people that 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 are unaware of mm -hmm. my background in, in athletics and they think I'm new to the area. Well, I may be new to the area, but athletics is a universal language. And and so um, you know, the the same principles that that you have, you know, at any part of the world when you're dealing with athletics are, are kind of similar. However, um, I will say that, you know, unique, unique to Utah, 
um, a couple of things. Not only am I a woman, I'm a woman of color. And, and so I think that that adds a dynamic that some people, maybe it takes them a little while to get used to and some people embrace it right away. Um, and that is just something that, you know, once they, I think once they kind of get over that, that they, um, you know, they understand that, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I strive to be a professional in every aspect of, of my job. Um, and I hope they see me that way. And I'm making decisions that are, that are in the best interest of our kids. Um, in Utah in particular, I've, I built some wonderful friendships and, you know, if I could call them mentors, I will call them mentors. And we mm -hmm. have some women who are ADs in Utah who are very good at what they do. And so, you know, I often seek out their advice and I appreciate the friendship that we forged. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to have friends in the business, right? And, and people such as yourself, Hutch, have been mm. super helpful in reaching out and making sure. Um, Rich Barton has been wonderful. Um, you know, so many and um, have been just really good about helping and, and helping me in, in my job and my responsibilities at Tempe High School. And so I think if there's been any question, because I'm new to the area, if there's been any question in my ability to run a high school athletic department, it's mostly come from um, people who, who don't know me or haven't really um, tried to get to know me and um, within our own community. But, you know, all the, my colleagues, my athletic director colleagues in Utah have been nothing but wonderful in helping, you know, I reach out to them and, and working events and the UHSAA has been phenomenal and, you know, answering questions. And if I, you know, I stumble across a problem, they've been just super good to me. And I really, really appreciate that. Well, thank you for sharing that. And let me just toot your horn for a little bit because I, I see you as obviously when I say a younger AD, you're not that young, but a newer AD, but an upper, I mean, in my position, once you're around ADs for three or four months, you can pretty tell who's got it and who doesn't and who knows what's, what's going on. And, and uh, we see you, I know, as, as an up and comer, somebody who does the job and does the job well. So we thank you for that. Let's talk for a minute about your journey with the Utah Association, the UIAAA how that got started and with you. And then along the way, I want you to talk about your journey to become certified and the importance of becoming certified. Oh, thank you. Well, my journey with the UIAAA, um, I can't remember who, maybe it was you, Hutch. You reached out to yeah. me when I when I was a new AD at Tipview and said, hey, you need to sign up. Um, and so I did. I tried to, you know, there was a lot coming at me. It was a COVID year, you know, mm. there was, there was just a lot going on and I just knew that I had to get signed up with the UI AAA and I had to get signed up with the NI AAA. And, you know, again, being kind of just new to the whole athletic um, director scene, I just felt like I was still fa fairly new to that. Um, I had a lot to learn. So I remember working a, an event, uh, cross country event. And Rich Barton came up to me, introduced himself, right. and he said, "We need, we need to get you involved, and you need to get, make sure you get signed up." Um, 
And so I did. And then I attended our first conference. I attended our first conference that year um, in St. George. And again, you know, I had a chance to speak to you and I felt an immediate affinity for you, Hutch, because you were wearing local slippers. <laughs> yes. And I thought, I remember that. Yeah, I thought, no, that's someone I can, I, that, I know I'm going to get along with this guy because he, uh, he felt comfortable enough. He felt comfortable. Hang on, Hutch, one second. Sure. Wait, Ross. Not a problem. Continue. I'm sitting in my family house. And so yeah. I just had a yeah. cousin pop in. Um, anyway, uh, and then took classes, you know, at our first um, state uh, UIAAA conference. And and I wasn't certified at the time and I knew I needed to get certified. And so, you know, I, I was talking to a bunch of people there and they just kind of guided me through the process and said, this is what you need to do. Um, and then, you know, a few of us, once my, once my classes were done, Sharon, uh, from Salem, Cedar, Cedar Valley. Valley, I almost said yeah. Salem Hills. She's going <laughs> to, she's not going to like that. I hope she doesn't listen to this, <laughs> but, um, Sharon and I, Sharon reached out and said, Hey, we're going to take the test. Are you ready to take the test? I said, yes, I am. And so we took it last June and, and I know that for several reasons, it's important to be certified. Um, and to get involved because I'm a firm believer in professional development. I think it helps all of us. Um, as long as I've been involved in, in athletics, I haven't always been involved as an athletic director. You have to have a real bird's eye view of the whole, um, the high school and what's going on in every corner and every team with every coach, um, make sure everybody's, um, you know, doing what they need to be doing and, keeping the safety of our kids in mind first. And so it sounds very simple, but it can be a little bit complicated and you need to know and understand um, all the different parts of that job. And you, I don't know how you cannot have professional development or not build relationships with people who have been doing it for a long time, um, such as yourself, Rich Barton, those are, you know, um, Everett, just people that come to mind. I mean, even talking to people at the UHSAA um, and getting, you know, just support and using them as a resource. So it's just so important to get involved and to, and to reach out and start building, you know, friendships and relationships with your colleagues, because, you know, ultimately I feel like nobody's, nobody's an island and we are all dealing with the same thing in one form or another. And so I might have a problem and I can speak to one of my colleagues and they're gonna help me through that. Um, and I, it's just it's just important to have uh, professional resources um, around you and be able to reach out and build those relationships. Well said, thank you for sharing that. I wanna ask you now about your recent trip to Nashville. Was that your first national conference? Or that was my later? first. And no, so, that was my very first. Yeah. So I um, want I want your impression of your first NIAAA conference. And then, of course, your impressions of Nashville, because that that facility in Nashville is quite different from any of the other places that we have that. So take the floor. Yeah. You know, I I knew that in order to take the get the next level of certification. So now I have my CAA and I'm going to I'm working towards my CMAA. 
and I knew that attending a conference was was one of the requirements. Um, you know, I enjoyed at, at our at our state at our state AD conference. I enjoy the classes, enjoy the camaraderie, getting um, getting to know ads, talking about issues there, and and I you know a little bit of naivety. I had never attended a national conference um, for high school athletic directors and. And I thought, well, maybe this is good enough, you know, attending the state conference. Maybe that's good enough, um, the UIAAA conference. And, and um, you know, I, I took classes. And I, you know, learned some amazing things there. Felt like I was getting good professional development. Um, but there's a missing piece. In order to get the CMAA, I need to attend the national conference. And so went through the steps to get um, my travel documents in order to attend that conference. And I have to tell you, it exceeded my expectations. Mm. It was unbelievable. Um, the things I learned and and just the opportunity to learn and to grow um, surrounded by athletic directors, people who are doing the same job as you. And again, um, you may think some of the, the problems you have are unique to your own school, but you attend a conference like that and you realize that they're not unique to your own school. We're all we're all in this together. We all face some of the same challenges and to be able to problem solve and to hear other people's perspective um, in a classroom setting where it's safe and you're learning and you're growing. Um, it was a phenomenal experience and, and yet another opportunity to bond with our, our ADs who traveled from Utah, you know, cause we all get, we're all in our little corner and doing our jobs and trying to do them very mm -hmm. well. We don't get it. You know, other than a phone call or a text or an email, we don't get time to to meet face to face and to build those um, relationships. And and yet we had that opportunity. And so um, I can't say enough about the experience that I had. I I loved it, and it was it was great professional development. I walked away with, you know, rejuvenated and feeling like I have so much more to do um, to run a better program. And um, just appreciated everyone who was there and and you Hutch organizing the Utah ADs. Um, it was just a great experience overall. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I will tell you parenthetically, my first national conference was in Nashville, 1997. And people comment that visit our conference, how much it's like the national conference <laughs> that we took the, the blueprint from the national conference. And that's why it's it's that way. And I'm, uh, I'm so happy that you got to meet some people nationally because you've got your Utah network now, and now you're beginning to build that national network. And so we talk about the UIAAA family. And on this podcast, I've talked a lot about the NIAAA family of which now you're part of. And yeah. uh, I just really think that's important. Let's, uh, let's talk about the favorite part of your job, Wendy, what would that be? I say the favorite part of my job, you know, having been a coach for so many years, I really enjoy meeting with coaches because I feel like I still get an aspect of coaching when I'm coaching up my coaches um, mm -hmm. and guiding them. Um, ultimately, ensuring that the experience that our student athletes, our high school student athletes are, are having is trying trying to give them a prime experience. Not everyone is going to have the exact same experience, but trying our best um, to be intentional 
about every student athlete having a good experience. Of course, that is not including the the uh, the element of playing time, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not we're not, I'm not talking about playing time, but I'm talking about every all the other things that we can control as administration or as coaches to make sure that our student athletes are safe, are safe, excuse me, they're safe and they're thriving. Um, and they walk away from that experience having um, grown. Um, it's not always going to be easy, but you know, it's, it sounds kind of cliche, but you want it, you want that experience to be worth it for them. That's something they can draw upon in their lives. Um, that they learned something. They walked, they walked away from that season being a better person, being a better student athlete. And um, and that's really, you know, the goal. Um, wins and losses aside, you want student athletes to have a good experience. Very well said. And uh, thank you again for being on the podcast. You've been such a wonderful guest. I want to finish up with a couple of questions. The first one being you have two suggestions for a brand new athletic administrator in order to be successful. From your point of view, what would those two suggestions be? Well, I think, first of all, get to know the main office staff really well. Um, make sure that that you build good relationships with the people that help you with your job. Um, so whether it's the main office, it's uh, building a, a strong, um, surround yourself with, with faculty and teachers and staff members who help you at your events and make sure you show appreciation to those people because you can't do it alone. You can't do it mm. without them. So reach out, make sure everyone knows how much you appreciate them, do something nice for them once in a while, build those relationships. The other thing I think is um, we don't do enough of is I'm a believer in, in uh, building those same relationships with our custodial staff. Mm. Um, I think our custodial staff is, is again, another crucial part of your job and and making sure that um, our school and our facility is ready to receive a visiting team. And we wanna be proud of our of who we are and the product that we're putting out. So again, everything to do with a, a, an experience um, for um, a, when opponents walk into our door, we want them to have a great experience. And so as well as our own team and, and the people that we surround ourselves with, what, to make that event happen. And so that's key. I think, you know, having been, being an athletic director and running events, you can't do it alone. And so you have to build strong relationships and make sure those people know that you appreciate what they do. Very good. Very good suggestions. Let me finish with this, Wendy. What questions should I have asked you that I failed to ask? You know, um, I think you hit, you got it all, Hutch. Uh, okay. I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, well, that's great. On that, on that note, then we'll finish this edition, which is the last episode of season six and the last episode of year two. And once again, our guest today, we have been so happy from the islands to have as our guest, Wendy and I, certified athletic administrator, the director of athletics at Timpview High School. Thanks for being on the show, Wendy. Thank you, Hutch. We'll see you soon.
Thank you. And for our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week when we begin the third year and episode one of season seven of the UI AAA Connection. Until then, aloha. Aloha. Bye-bye.